Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherm in the Booth. Ooh, ooh. My name is Sherm. You guys are some true Chicagoans for coming out in January. It's snowing outside, it's freezing, and you're at the f***ing club at 1 a.m. Boys with the bass, yeah, boys, boys, bass. Who am I talking to right now? You're famous. <laughs> free food, free drinks, music. Girls, let's, let's go. go! Do you like it? Cool. You don't? Goodbye. <laughs> I'm missing the most important part. Oh, yeah. We should throw like a crazy like bar mitzvah party. This, this is crazy. Semi stems. I finished it. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How is everyone doing? Just wait, you know it kicks in like three to five seconds afterward. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, what's up everyone and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherman. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022, and this is episode 196. I am so excited to share this interview with y'all because I had such a blast meeting and getting to know the incredibly talented singer-songwriter who goes by the name of Stephen Voice. Steven has an amazing energy to him. We hit it off right from the start, and not just because he loves Batman and Halo. In episode 196, we got it all in and started by talking about his early inspirations and influences. Stephen was born in Nigeria but grew up in Montreal and has always been surrounded by music. He always remembers his mom playing Michael Jackson constantly and he quickly realized that music was going to be an integral part of his life. After his mother's passing, Stephen turned to music and fully pursued a career in the industry. Since then, he's released a plethora of originals, collaborations, features, and albums. Every year, growing as a singer, songwriter, and producer. Absolutely love it. Of course, we talked about the Stephen Voice discography. Not only is Stephen wildly talented, but he's also a very hard worker. He's released well over 100 tracks and four full-length albums. We had so much fun taking a trip down memory lane and discussing some of his recent work like Summer Lust, Love in Montreal City, and Not Your Type with Jess Abron. We went deep on the inspiration for his music and creative process for composing Stephen Voice tracks. Throughout the interview, Stephen shared his experiences in creative industries like music, film, gaming, and social media. One thing he always keeps in mind is to keep it fun and make sure that he's enjoying the process. Although these are creative industries, there will always be business and money-oriented people trying to influence an artist's process and product. Stephen has learned the hard way that it needs to always be the artist's decision on the direction and product. I really loved his perspective on this. Gotta keep it fun. And speaking of fun, we had a lot of it in this interview. Steven and I had so much in common, music and non-music related, which always makes for a great conversation. I love his voice, I love his music, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for him. Now let's get into it right now so you guys can hear his story for yourselves. This is episode 196 with Steven Voice. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm here with my man, Stephen Voice. He's up in Canada. I'm here in Chicago. We're both freezing our asses off, but we're going to bring some warm, positive energy to this interview. Stephen, how the hell are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Now I have to, I have to wonder, who's colder, though? Are you colder? Is it, is yeah. it cold in Montreal or is it Chicago? Things that we're not talking about enough. Who's colder? I don't know. Who's colder? <laughs> it's been pretty fucking cold. You got, do you, do you do Celsius, right? Yeah, we do Celsius. I, I don't, I don't understand. Is it, is it, what's in the States? What is it again? Is it Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. 
Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. Every time I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't comprehend. Like <laughs> I can do the math. The I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. We've had <laughs> five degree, five degree Fahrenheit recently. So yeah. don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know what that is. What's We're the Celsius that's, there? Um, we've gone down to, I think almost like minus, I want to say minus 30. I want to say there are we, we've had Arctic moments, like moments so where we got we got warnings on our phones, like <laughs> yeah. the, the, like the government like texted us like if you go outside you make a frostbite. You're like you know it's cold, you know it's cold when you get a text. You're like oh man, yeah, <laughs> you've been warned, you've been warned. And obviously I didn't I, I didn't believe it, so I went outside and I got really cold. Like I, yeah. my my fingers were so frozen to the point, like I thought, like I had frostbite. Like it's so cold in Montreal, but right now we're good. But it was, it yeah. was. yeah, getting better every day. Yeah, man, we're getting back to like spring, summertime. Is gonna get there. Can't I wait. know? And you were telling me COVID starting to the restrictions starting to loosen up a little bit. Restaurants coming back. Yeah, we have the restaurants that are are, are back now. Like yeah, we were locked down right before the holidays. It was just like right before the holidays, we got the text. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like so <laughs> no bars no restaurants no gyms no cinemas and we're just like this is, this is not fun um so it was pretty brutal i'm not gonna lie but uh, yeah things are opening up now we have the restaurants are open cinemas are opening up um i believe on the 7th are we the 7th today i think we're the 7th yep, seven. <gasps> they're open today um All so right I'm gonna, watch, I'm gonna go watch spider-man no way home this weekend um <laughs> gym's open on valentine's day so like yeah i mean it's good it's good man i'm just i'm feeling so happy right now especially yeah. for the gyms especially for the gyms yeah you like you work out too yeah man like i like for me working out like I, my 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 workout preferences i i use boxing as like my that's my go-to I, as i build my cardio as i build my strength and just not being able to fully do that like i can do it at home but it's not really the same um so it's definitely hit me hard not being as physically active as i used to be so once yeah. the gym's open i will go hard harder than i've gone ever before man i'm stoked, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked. <laughs> i love that man you're gonna beat the shit out of that punching bag then oh r.i.p punching bag <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no boxing such a great way to work out too i mean yeah. it's, it's full body like I, you would think about it just from an outside perspective sure some cardio but mostly upper body but it's a lot of legs it's back yep. it's everything it's it's the whole shebang man Mental like you too. you you do want like a quick boxing workout and you're drained, you're drained. And it feels so good, man. It feels so good. So yeah, I can't wait. Wow. Why did you start boxing? sounds like it's been a passion for a while. Yeah, man. Like uh, I want to say like almost like 10 years ago at this point, like okay. it was, yeah, it was a situation where a friend of mine was going to a gym in Montreal called underdog boxing gym. And, and he was like, Hey, you want to, want to come and try it out? And I was like, All right, I'll give it a shot. And I was at that point, I wasn't as physically active as I am now. So I went in and I, I like, I almost died. I almost died, but I said to I said to myself, "This has been the most fun, almost death experience. Like I need to do this again. <laughs> I need to do this again." I haven't heard that before. Yeah. So yeah, I went back, and ever since then, man, it's just been. It's just like I said. It's just the the in like you well, like you said. It's it involves your entire body. Like every aspect of your body is being worked out. Mm -hmm. It's so great for cardio. It's so great for muscle, and it's just also it's great for your mind because it's 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 almost like chess but yeah. like a physical a physical chess because you have to figure out what your opponent's going to do and try to you know strategize in that in that regard and it's just like yeah it's just it, it it really encapsulates everything that is awesome uh for me so yeah i love boxing that's awesome and steven i did a ton of research on you and i know you have a lot of <laughs> passions boxing was not on there so it's yeah 
you're someone who I could, I just get that energy where it's like, if you love it, you really love it. And you're so happy to be able to do something that you love. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I, I feel like that's the, the whole point of life is to find things you're passionate about yeah. to, to experiment and, and try things that you may not necessarily know you may like to see if you will like it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole point. And when you land on something that really resonates with you, it just feels like you've unlocked a part of yourself that like was always there, but you just didn't know was there. So if you don't put yourself yeah. out there, you, you never get to discover that. So yeah, I'm always trying to put myself out there and try new things and, and experiment with new ideas. I, it's the same philosophy I bring to music and, and just about anything I do is experiment, yeah. have fun and, and see where it goes. I love that. I love that. I, I resonate with everything you just said. Like, I always try and be unapologetically myself. And I think yes. in the world we live in, right, like everybody has an opinion of who you are behind the screen or on social media and stuff. And one thing I learned, you know, during during the past two years is just like, I'm so happy with who I am and I'm grateful for the people I have in my life and I don't take anything for granted. And yep. I'm going to spread that love and energy that I've been able to find within myself to other people. Yeah, man. And that's that's then that's what that's what life is all about, man. Like yeah, like you you have to spread something positive because it's so easy. And actually, I think I posted something about this this week. It's so easy to mm. to to shed negativity to negativity to just yeah. post about that and just talk right. about negativity. And but like that, but it, it it requires so much more energy to be that level of negative. Like you, yeah. it's so it's such a heavy feeling to carry around. But like shedding, and it's unfortunate we don't shed that much positive. We don't release that much positivity into the universe as, as much as we do negativity for some yeah. reason. But we, but like it's that much lighter. It's much easier. So once you get yourself into a pattern of just like trying to just share as much love as possible, mm-hmm. then you start to feel it in yourself as well. You know. So. Hey, hey, and one thing I always say is life's all about consistency, and whatever you find that you can do consistently, do that. Let's do it. Like do boxing. It. Yeah, man. There it is. There it is. is. (laughs) Bringing it all back. (laughs) Bringing it all back, man. Listen, Stephen, I really am so excited to get your full story here today. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You're very, very talented. You've got an amazing career behind you and an even bigger one ahead of you. But like I said, I did my research and I saw there are five things that we're supposed to know about Stephen Voice. Okay. You're vegetarian. (laughs) You're unnaturally terrified of spiders. We won't go into that. I'll stay. I'll stay away from that. Okay? You could. We could. I'll talk about no, it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with Batman, like we talked about uh, before we went live, and I want to talk more about that. Michael Jackson is your idol, but most importantly, one we were just talking about, you believe everyone deserves to live out their dreams, and yeah, you know, I just think that's so special, and I'm glad that we kind of kicked off with that. Um, but I do have to ask. I told you, I'm yeah. in Chicago. Let's yeah. talk Batman for a second. Which Let's is your do favorite, it. Which is your favorite Batman? I gotta know. My favorite Batman. Oh my god, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not gonna be George Clooney. I'm sorry, George. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. I apologize, be. George. You can't be in there. <laughs> you can't be there. You know what? Like, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who from Twilight who's playing Batman in the next oh, one. Oh yeah, his name. Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Like I. I'm looking forward to his. I mean, Me we haven't really seen it. We haven't really seen it, so I can't really comment on it. But I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. But I, <clears throat> I, I have to say that I know people gave Ben Affleck a lot of flack, especially when he was announced as Batman. Yeah. Um. And and let's just, let's not talk about the Justice League, at least not the original <laughs> cut. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk and about that. Let's not talk about that one. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, and Batman v Superman. Let's not talk about the theatrical cut, but we can talk about the uh, this the director's cut. Like once yeah. I watched the director's cut, it was honestly it was after I watched 
the Snyder cut of Justice League. Yes. And I was like, I was just like, this is what the movie was supposed to be. It was a little long, but like, this is what it was supposed to be. I got super excited. So I went back to watch Batman v Superman and I, and I couldn't do it. But then I forgot about the, <laughs> the theatrical cut. I mean, about this, the director's cut. And I watched that and suddenly the whole movie made so much more sense. Oh, my piece, my piece of advice for everyone is to go watch the, the director's cut of Batman v Superman. It'll make you change your mind about that movie. It suddenly makes sense. Even the Martha scene suddenly makes so much more sense. So I have to give it to, to to Ben Affleck. Like I feel like with the material he was given that, that we got to see in theaters, it may have seemed like seemed like it wasn't, you know, the best. But like, yeah. but really, I feel like he truly encapsulated what like a Batman is that is broken and defeated. And I really like that portrayal of Batman. Yeah, well said. You are you are someone who knows a lot about theater by based on that description. <laughs> Nerd mode. <laughs> I love that. No, I I studied uh, design and production in college, and that's how I look at it too. It's like yeah, a lot of people they just kind of look at it in a general respect, right? Like the movie as a whole. But you got to yeah. think about the script. You got to think about like how they actually are trying to portray Batman, and every actor yeah. is going to have their own iteration of that, right? Like Pattinson's clearly like just how he looks. It's a little more dark. His past acting experience. Christian Bale obviously is a little more like rugged, like pissed off almost. Yeah, and yeah. Ben Affleck was like defeated, but I still have like a higher, you know, there's a greater, greater cause here. So I, I think great answer. Great answer. Thank you, man. Like, I, I really wish we had seen a, a Ben Affleck Batman solo movie. I wish, I wish DC and Warner hadn't tried, at least I'm going to say Warner. I yeah. wish Warner hadn't tried to push, to go, to go as fast as, as Marvel because they're trying to catch up to like the Avengers I wish they didn't do that. I wish they had done Man of Steel mm-hmm. and then a Batman movie and then done Batman v Superman. I feel like yeah. Ben Affleck's Batman. I, I wanted to see how he got to be mm. that Batman. Like what yes. happened? Like I wanted to really see that. And you see that more in the, like I said, the director's cut, but I feel like it deserved its own movie to get us there. But they tried to rush it. And, and so it felt like it felt flat on his ass and yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Hey, hear us now, people. Ben Affleck, we want your own movie. Come on. Yes, make it happen. Hey, make it listen, happen. George Clooney and Ben Affleck are huge fans of Sherman the Booth, so I know they're going <laughs> to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> George going to be like, he's going to be like, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Unsubscribe. I love George Clooney. I really do. It's not his fault. Like that movie itself was a cataclysm <laughs> of just like everything wrong. I mean, I mean, the, the, when you think of Batman and Robin, the first thing you think yes. of is ice to see you. And yeah. that already, that already, it's just like, I was like, no, like I, because yep. I was a big fan of the Tim Burton um, Batman, like, you know, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman and then yep. in Batman and Batman, uh, Batman Returns. Mm hmm. So when they did Batman Forever and, you know, they switched to Joel Schumacher. Is it Joel Schumacher? Is that his name? The director? Joel. Joel. I'm going to call him Joel. Yeah. Joel, Joel something. When they switched right. to, to Joel, um, the direction was more cartoony. And yeah. I was kind of like, all right, like I, I liked it, but like I, I wasn't, I missed the dark elements of the originals. But then when they went full cartoon to Batman and Robin, I was like, you lost me. And then, <laughs> and then they lost everyone. They lost everyone. Yeah. They're bringing it back, though. I think. Yeah, man. This next one's going to be the best one. Yeah, I think I think it has all the potential. Wow. Okay. Well, point taken. I'm learning a lot already. It's a nerd. <laughs> we're going to have to have a follow-up episode that we just talk about Batman. We'll have to see. How about that? Oh, yeah. do it. I'm so down. Oh, I'm so down. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, I know a lot of listeners are out there like, what the fuck? But that's okay. We're go- we're getting into the music, people. Don't worry. They're like, so wasn't this about music? or like, Right what? now, it's just Steven and I talking. I haven't put this out into the ethos yet. So I'm just yeah. hanging out with a friend, talking about movies. Sorry about I'm ha- that. I'm, I'm having fun, guys. And so, you know. <laughs> I love your attitude, man. Um, okay, well, listen, it is time to get your full story. Let's start at the beginning. Um, Let's do it. Tell me about growing up and, you know, when you really started considering music to be a passion in your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's funny because we were talking about DJ Ivy Sick before the interview, the yeah. song I did that that was a Michael Jackson remake. Yeah. But Michael Jackson is um, the reason um, from a music perspective that I got into music. Um, and it's because my mom as a kid, when I was a kid, she was obsessed with Michael Jackson. So like I lived in a household where every song that what you, you heard was Michael Jackson. It was Thriller. Wow. It was it was Heal the World. It was like I knew nothing but michael jackson and i would i just loved the way she loved michael's music Mm. um and so it made me want to be like mike's like you know like i wanted to like i wanted to be like mike because i I, in a a way it's like i wanted to have my mom be like oh he you're just as cool as michael you know like it's your kid but like i wanted to be like michael and 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 so i it's like his 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 music kind of became my music if that makes any sense yeah um and I just started to sing and my voice naturally started to like, because naturally I have a very similar tone as Michael, luckily. Um, and so my style started to gravitate in that direction. Um, and as I got older, I started to, you know, to sing more and more, but I always kind of did it for fun. It wasn't anything I was taking seriously. Um, but it's, it's in, you know, a few years ago now when my, when my mom passed, that's when um, I needed an outlet um, and I just turned to, to music. I started, you know, writing songs about how I was feeling and, and the darkness I was in. Yeah. And, and I just did it as a way to release everything that was inside of me. I was very angry. I, I didn't understand, you know, life at that point because I just lost probably the most, well, the most important person in my life. Yeah. Um, and as I started to share that with people on, on like SoundCloud and things like that, people would write me and go like, hey, man, I'm going through something very similar um, knowing that someone else, you know, went through what I went through and got through it makes, makes me feel less alone. And that's when I feel like music really tries to make sense to me as something as that was more than just something I could do, but something that I was meant to do um, because it, it connected me to people. It connected me to, uh, it allowed me to share emotions and in, in a way help people um, get through what they're going through while also helping myself get through what I'm, what, you know, what I'm going through. So yeah, that's, I think it's, it's, it's when my mom passed and I started using music as an, as an outlet to find myself that I truly started to embody uh, music as, as who I am. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said in the very beginning, it's about turning a negative into a positive and that's yes. obviously something you live your life by. And I mean, sharing your truth with others through music is one of the most profound aspects of life, in yeah. my opinion, right? Like yeah. sometimes writing a poem or writing a book can make an impact, but singing a song and composing an actual track, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's like black and white versus color. To me, as a music lover, you know, I think a lot of yeah. people might digest information differently, but that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that too. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you asking. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a story I always like sharing just because, I mean, it's a painful story, but yeah. It just, I feel like it's, 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 it's important that people, you know, because it's so easy to look at someone and go like, yeah, you must, you must have always had it easy, but it's important for people to realize that no. And it's like, you sometimes have to dig yourself out of the drenches to find yourself, you know, and it's so, 
that I always tell people that there's always, there are always lessons to be learned in the dark. The dark doesn't mean the end. It just means that if you're, there's an opportunity for you to now find your light. And when you do find it, it'll be that much brighter. Steven, perfect way to say it. And I hate to bring it up again, but not really. It's like in, in Batman in the third one, yep. you know, where he's down in the bottom and all he knows is the darkness and Bane, and Bane's yep. like, I was raised in the darkness, right? Like yep. sometimes you have to be put in a situation that you thought you would never be in or all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere to realize like like i said in the beginning like who am i and and what's my point in life what do i want to get out yeah. of life and yeah. gosh that's beautiful thank you man thank you so you were i mean music was always a part of your life obviously you love michael jackson but yeah. your mom passed and you started writing music were, were you experimenting with songwriting and production i mean did you have friends that you were doing this with or did it kind of just say like i need to give this a shot to be honest, uh, before my mom passed, I did, I was playing around with music um, and I, I met a, a producer. His name is uh, Matt Ison. Um, um, and Shout he out. had, Matt Ison, he's the reason, like, I remember, like, back in the day, like, I, I it was like when they used to do, like, rap battles or, like, you know, the like, hip-hop. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. hip-hop stories and stuff like that. So I, I, I like, <laughs> I walked into, like, I was just walking downtown Montreal and, and I heard it. So I walked into the, the store. I still remember it's called City Styles. I walked in and, and then they were doing a rap battle. And I was just like, this is dope. And, and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I saw Matt Ison and, and I had known him when, when I was in high school because um, um, we were friends, but we stopped talking. So I was like, oh, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm a producer. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, here's my demo tape. And I heard it. And I remember the next day I sent him back like a vocal recording or like, you know, the old PCs retail terrible recordings, but me singing to one of, <laughs> yeah, one of yeah, the songs, yeah. uh, singing to one of the songs. And I was like, hey, can I, can we do something with this? And he said, yes. And he brought me to my first studio. Um, I was terrified. Like I remember my first <clears throat> recordings, I was just terrified because I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was always worried that like I was singing off key and I was going to piss off like the sound engineer. <laughs> but, but like, I was lucky the sound engineer was like, super chill and like he really taught me how to understand notes like when i would sing something off he would come in with like a like a his guitar and he'd be like bling and I, he'd be like sing that and i and i would and at first i hated him for that yeah but as as time went on it made me understand like okay i have to really understand like the way the notes gel mm -hmm. um in my head so I, I i got a piano i got a keyboard and i started playing the keys to really understand the notes and that's how i got into production as well that's how i got into like all of those things kind of it's it all happened out of Pure fluke one in in, yeah. one, in in essence, it also happened out of necessity because I have this 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 thing about me where if I love something, I need to get really good at it. Yes. Um, so like the fact that I was never hit, I wasn't hitting the, the notes back then. I was just like, <laughs> I, will, I will do this. I will do this. And yeah. so I, and so I did. And so I'm really lucky that I and, and happy I did that because because of that, like um, I feel so self sufficient when it comes to music because yeah. I can do all aspects of it. Um, and it's all because I allowed myself to sit back and learn and really learn it to the point where it became second nature. Oh my gosh. When it comes to really even pursuing a career in music, production, singing, songwriting, whatever it is, right? I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, it comes natural. You know, you're born with this talent. One, that, yeah. that population is so, so, so small. And yeah. probably... I don't know about you. Some of the most talented musicians I know, they're not even pursuing a career in music. They're like a lawyer or something, you know, yeah. like yeah. I have a friend yeah. who I would literally put him up against any piano player in the world. And I think he would be better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But one thing too, about singing, I think is I've learned from interviewing singers on the show. 
being able to sing and, and getting better at that, you have to exercise a muscle in your throat, right? Like yeah. you have to actually learn how to sing. You don't just wake up one day and go, oh yeah, I think I know how to sing actually. And you've obviously put in that time and effort. Yeah, You gotta, it's not competitive edge, but it's just like that will to want to be your best version of yourself. The Mamba mentality as some say. Absolutely. And I do feel like, I think it's absolutely important to have a competitive edge, but it shouldn't be against other people. For me, yeah, my competition is, it, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like my competition isn't like the next singer who's coming up or whatever. My competition is me. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want to be better than I was yesterday. Like my comp, like I listen to my own songs, like songs I released like three years ago and I'll go like, that's great, but I should have done this harmony there. <laughs> you know, like, so like, <laughs> like I'm constantly critiquing myself, but like, but not in a negative way. I'm critiquing myself in a way where I'm like, okay, but we can do this different now. We can, you know, like, so right. I really just have fun with music and I don't care. Cause I know, like, I know people who try to, you know, in their minds are competing with me. And I'm just like, I don't know who you're competing with, but like, it's yeah. not me because I'm not even thinking about you like that. I'm proud <laughs> of who you are and I love your talents, but like, I'm not competing with you. I want you to succeed. I think we all can succeed. So like, don't compete with me, man. Compete with you. Like yeah. go in and record and have fun and make mistakes and, mm -hmm. and sing notes that are off and then learn why you sang that note off. But like, you yep. just gotta, you gotta have fun and you gotta and not take yourself so damn seriously. Like if you mess up, you messed up. It is what it is. So true. I mean, imposter syndrome is very real. It's very, yeah. very real. And and it's so easy to see a superstar, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm going to be the next weekend or I'm going to be the next Michael Jackson. You can draw influence from them and that's great. And yeah. you should because have you heard of the saying, nothing is original? Yep. Yep. Right. I, I, I heard it and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, every idea comes from somebody else's idea. So we're all sharing creativity in this ecosystem, especially yep. in the music industry. Yep. And I've seen a lot more in the past two years, collaboration between different genres, different types of artists, a real open and honest approach to the whole music industry. And yep. you still see it like it's easier to see those people who are in it for the wrong reasons. Right. They're in it to be the best. To be the, not, yeah, because they love it. No, to be the best or like to be a millionaire or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Just like that's where is the fun like, where is the fun? Like I, I've, look, I've, I've worked with people. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I never will mention names, but I've worked with, with like in, obviously in the industry, you work with people that, yes. that, that, that have their own perspective of who you should be. Um, and their whole mindset is like, because I want to make you like the next blah. And like, <laughs> exactly, exactly and, and what it, I'm saying. Right. And then, you, and then, and then you just like, I, am, are you even, do you see me? Or like, do you see what you think you want me to be, but you're not seeing who I am? And it's unfortunate because they end up putting you in a box as to what they think you should be doing. And then they yeah. completely miss the point of everything that you are. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my, my advice to any, any, any creator is to like really embrace all that you are and don't get caught up in all that noise about like, you need to be, you know, this person and like, nah, like if you don't know who you are, you're only going to get lost trying to follow some footsteps of something that has nothing to do with you. Steven, perfectly put. I'm all about longevity. <laughs> and longevity to me is the little steps that you take to get there. So loving what you yeah. do every single day, regardless of how many people follow you or how many likes you get or whatever it is, you know, that stuff yeah. comes honestly when you're when you're true to yourself. Yeah. You know, 100 percent That's what lasts a long time. That is what stands out. And that is what people get on board with is someone who, because we all want to be ourselves, right? 
but again, like to bring it back, you know, it's like social media has ruined so many aspects of that where people aren't sure who to be because they're worried about judgment. But I'm inspired by people like you that are just who they are and they're having fun with it, like you said. And that's the key word, F-U-N. Let's have fun. Yeah, man. Let's have fun, man. And, and you make a good point about social media because like, it's gone to the point with social media that it's no longer people are you know, trying to be someone because they think people will like it. They're trying to be someone that they think the algorithm will push. Yeah. So like we're now at a point where like we're trying to make an algorithm happy. We're just like, oh, the algorithm <laughs> didn't like that so i'm gonna do this instead of like are you trying to say make a, a machine like an ai are you trying to make an ai happy right now is this what's happening is this like no nah, like it's because then because then what because so all, all, all that happens is that you end up creating like if you do that then everyone's a clone of the next person because everyone's gonna try and do the thing that the thing wants and then it's just <laughs> well where are you like i would tell people like where are you in all of this do you see yourself anymore like, are you just doing things because you think the the AI or you think that person is going to like it? But like, do you like it? Like, where are you? If you're not having fun anymore, if you're not doing something you're passionate about anymore, then you're only going to start hating the thing that you were supposed to love. Yeah. And listen, square one, day one of choosing to be an artist in any form is you being your only fan. You know, your yeah. mom and dad and your partner, whoever it might be, your dog. I, hopefully my dogs are fans of me. I'm really <laughs> They're Stephen Boyce fans, I think. But, you know, it's like you got to realize that's square one. That's that's day one. And you see so many people that get to a level, the perception of that, but they're alone in the green rooms. They're lonely on the road. And, and that's part of being a traveling artist and stuff. A little bit besides yeah. the point. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. think about every day, one inch punches, like how am I getting to the next level? And am I enjoying that step? And yeah, don't think about the algorithm. I love that you said that, right? Like, yeah, think about like, did my, did my followers that I've genuinely stayed connected with, did this content resonate with them? You know, cause you yep. got to try new things, right? Like there's no doubt about that, but don't conform to what Instagram or Facebook says is working and not working. Yeah, man. Cause then you're just going to get lost. You're just going to, you and you end up pissing off the followers yeah. because they're gonna they're gonna be like who, who are you anymore like where where did you go like who what's happening you know so like not nah, this i'm always gonna do that i'm always gonna just be myself and i always have people tell me like oh have you tried uh doing this thing it's gonna work because it worked for that guy and i'm like i don't care um kudos to that person that it worked for but like yeah. i'm not gonna do something that i don't that doesn't feel right for me because what's the point i don't want to do that that's their journey Stephen. yeah man okay so Back to 2010 to 2012, 2013, 2014, right? You're putting music out sort of casually, I'd say, on, on SoundCloud and just kind of trying to find your sound, obviously having fun with it, like you mentioned. Um, well, I will, in that period, <laughs> it's an interesting period because between 2000 and, I want to say 2011 and 2015, mm -hmm. I was caught in a record deal that put me in a, in a, on the shelf. I couldn't release anything like commercially. Um, I was stuck and I would kept fighting for like, I had, I had recorded an album in that time and I, yeah. it, they, were, they, had, they had made all these promises about releasing it and they just held on to it. Um, and I, and I, I fought to get myself off that deal. Um, and when I did, when I did, I was actually really lost <clears throat> in my music because I didn't know if I wanted to keep doing it. I was just like, I did all this work and i got like screwed and and then i had all these songs um that I had recorded you know during during that time and then i was just like i don't know what to do and then i met another producer we became really great friends his name is sukes 
Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, we found each other on SoundCloud. Um, he heard my stuff and he sent, he was like, I really like your sound. He sent me a beat and I recorded to it. And then he, he, and then we became great friends ever since then. He was just like, man, I love your sound. I was like, I love your sound. And then we started working together and then he re reinvigorated like the passion and fire for creating music inside me. Yeah. And then we ended up, we ended up creating like a separate album in that time to the point that we ended up with like the original album I had this new album. And we're just like, how do we release this? And he was just like, release release them so i released the first one the first album i ever put out which is an accumulation of songs i recorded between like 2011 and 2015 yeah. there were like 40 there were so many songs but i released an album of 45 tracks did you 45 really five tracks yeah the first album under voice was called uh, alone in the crowd 45 yeah, songs i did see um, that i was yeah. so confused what it was yeah alone <laughs> in the crowd 45 songs and That's and yeah between your be record <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't think I, I really don't think this has been an album that big. I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's a record. Um, we put that out and then like that was 2015. And in 2016, we released an album that we did together called um, Hidden in Plain Sight, which is ironic because it was hidden in plain sight. Um, and and then the third we released uh, and then I released a third album that we both produced called um, what was it called? I forget the name right now, but a, a third album and then a fourth album in 2017. So like between that time frame. It's like I made up for all the time lost and I just yeah. dropped songs. I was just like, bah! I dropped songs. And then like when 2017, the end of 2017 came around, I realized that I was done talking about the pain I went through um, with the loss of my mom. I remember when I recorded the last song of the last album, I was just like, I don't have anything else to say about this anymore. Hmm. And I was just like, where do I go from here? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I made a decision to, I rebranded from voice to Steven voice and I wanted to encapsulate everything that I am as an artist, but also who I am as a person. I wanted people to see Steven. I got tired of people calling me voice, voice, voice. And yeah. I got, cause it felt like it was a symbol. It's almost like, it's almost like Batman decided to call himself go, to, to go, you know what? I know you know I'm Batman, but I'm actually Bruce Wayne. So from now on, I'm Bruce Wayne. You know, yeah. like, I wanted to let people see the person behind the mask. Yeah. And so Stephen Stephen Voice uh, was born, and that's when I started to go back to my roots of like Michael Jackson and like having fun creating like funk elements and like yeah. And then that's why the first song I released to Stephen Voice is called Summer Lust, and it was like it was like it took me back to like my childhood. It was just like back to who I am as a, as the creator. I just I just love to have fun. Wow unbelievable i didn't i you know and i only saw from sort of like my my research perspective but yeah kind of makes sense steven because i was looking through like and there was good music that you released right but like yeah when i listen to what you've put out in the past three years four years there was obviously a big switch like i have it organized here 2014 to 2016 yeah I'm like i'm trying i was like all right like here's all these songs here but now that you just said that came out and said it i'm like <laughs> it makes complete sense because like Summer Lust, amazing song. Like the tracks that you've done with Jess Abram, amazing, yeah. right? Like Thank especially you. recent stuff too. It's like, I felt like there was a soul switch almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, Absolutely. Take off the mask, soul switch, take off the mask. Like I really, I felt it. Thank you, man. That's, that, that's, really, that, that's really awesome, man. Like every once in a while I go back and I'll re-listen to like Alone in the Crowd or Hidden in Plain Sight just to go back and re- remember where I was. Yeah. And it's sure. like, it's, it's funny. Cause like, in, it's like, it's like instantly the second I hear the song, I remember exactly what mind state I was in, what had just happened. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just remember. And it's just like, 
it's it's a beautiful thing in a way because I found a way to encapsulate moments, even the painful ones, mm-hmm. in in a bottle that every once in a while I can reopen them and and just remind myself like you came a long way, you you were here, but look where you are now, and and um and yeah, I just you know I get to put that out there into the world and people get to discover the music and like you you know like you going back and seeing the old stuff like I want yeah. people to go back and find the old stuff and go like man this is a big difference like what happened and like yeah life happened <laughs> like, yeah totally I mean and and I want to talk about the music too but yeah during that time like you were under contract right so I won't I don't want to assume you weren't being as creative but I mean what changed in your process too after that I mean other than once again having fun after that whole having deal fun. Was done. yeah man well what i think what changed was when i especially when i was in, in during the the dark i call it the dark the dark era of of, of, of my life i was yeah. in such a i was i was so lost and so music it was a necessity it wasn't like something that it was something i needed to do so i can get through what i was going through so it was less about trying to play around with sounds to come up with something brand new but more about like how can i get this feeling off of me as quickly as possible like how can i release this pain so that i can be one step closer to being free from it um so a lot of the songs are a lot of them are minimalistic um a lot of them just allowed the message to come through um, and just be released um but like now like I, i play around with sounds and instruments because I've allowed myself to grow past that era, that part of my life. I've allowed to make myself to make peace with what happened and realize that, Hey, this happened in my life so I can be who I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what you hear in it is, it is like, it's the difference way. It's a difference in how I attack the music. It's no longer something I need to do to, to release pain. Although sometimes it is, yeah. but now it's more like, I, I also want to have fun. I want to really produce my vocals. I want to yeah. produce the sound. I, you know, I get to really dive into it now. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of the, the evolution of an artist, right? Like yeah. I mentioned day one, being your only fan, you try different things. You, you, sometimes you have to see who you are not to know who you are. That's something yeah. that I think about a lot. And absolutely. That, that's not saying I have to go down a dark path necessarily to go down the, the paved path, but you do have to because art is subjective. Not everybody's going to like what you do. So yep. when you're experimenting with it, and I've been saying that more that word more and more in regards to music, Stephen. I didn't used to because I don't know experimentation always kind of sounds like a science, you know, like or like doing something bad, like doing drugs. Yeah, drugs, Ooh. right? But it's like, <laughs> dude, the, the definition of experimentation is literally just like trying something that hasn't been done before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And with music, that's the beautiful aspect of music is like, you can do something that's never been done before. And yep. that's part of the growth as an artist too. Like, and it's funny you said that. I'll go back and I'll listen to some of my first productions and I'm like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, you, when you finish that first song, you're like, let's go. I let's did it. it, right? I did something. I made a noise, like whatever. That, it's definitely a noise. But I, I love how you put that. And yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that too. Because like, I Thank know you. a lot of people that have um, been in record deal contracts, they've always mentioned it's like, it felt like a job and, and it's cool yep. that you still were able to release and you had a lot to write about. I mean, you released a lot of music during that time too. Not even yeah. just that album, but like singles. Like I love the track high enough, by the way, produced by I am Toby. Like 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Timberlake vibes. In that yeah, track. yeah, yeah, and yeah. In some in some of your recent tracks too. I mean, I won't say it's the same, but you'd maybe without even knowing it, draw inspiration from old inspirations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely know it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For oh, sure. Justin Timberlake is a, is another one of my idols. Like when yeah. Justin Timberlake put out "Like I Love You," I was I remember it was I think it was on the MTV Awards where he performed it for the first time, and I had never <laughs> I never heard the song before that. And I was just like, Justin from NSYNC? What? Mm-hmm. Like, I was blown away. Like, I remember I remember Justin Timberlake's, their last, well, NSYNC's last album, I think it was called Pop. Like, he wrote a lot of the songs. And I was just like, I remember going like, there's, there's something happening here. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I was like, but there's a, there's a transformation happening in him. And then he went solo and released Justified, that album. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, dude, what is this? And ever Talk since that, I've been, I've been an artist. Exactly. Exactly. He he found his stride and he went with it. And then that's 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 what I love about music and, and art in general. Is like, especially if you're a big fan of a creator, watching their journey, even if you don't agree with their journey, just watching their journey is inspirational because like they they they, they go through their ups and downs in life and they allow you to be a witness of that. And that is that itself is it's, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I totally agree, man. <laughs> from the heart, bro. I can, I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. Okay, let's let's talk some of the recent music though, and I want to bring up the track that you brought up too, "Summer Lust." Summer um, Lust. I know you guys are gonna enjoy this one. Let's check it out. This one's called "Summer Lust" by Stephen Voice. about michael jackson vibes man like i can again this was the song where i felt a real soul switch right like yeah there's a there's an energy to it and there's certainly like a, a upgrade in passion and quality and like the whole thing and it's just like gosh it's just such a good track that was the Thank first you, one you released after official? Steve, that, that that was steven voice's first song that was like that was like bam it was just like night yeah. and day night and day yeah summer less ironically so some less was produced by um I am Toby as well. Okay. And um, and uh, another producer going by Simon. I forget his last name. That was going to kill me. Hey, it is what it is. But like, you can find it. You can find it in the credits. Simon, I love you. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember I am Toby. I was working in during that phase in my life. I was I was I was working on different songs as, as like in my in my new way of thinking of, about music. And mm-hmm. I am Toby sent me like the original version of that beat. I was walking home from something. And I was just walking. I heard it in my head on the way home. It was like five blocks. I wrote the entire song in my head. I came to the studio, recorded it right away, sent it to him. I was like, what do you think? And he was just like, yup. I said, yup. And wow. then 
that was it. And then before you knew it, like we had, we finalized the production and, and, and then it was a thing. Like it was, and it was the first time I was, we filmed like a, a professional music video for, um, for the, for the song. So, so shout out to FH studio. They, they, they produced it. And I was just like, it just, it took me in a whole different level. I feel like that song propelled my career so far. Like it was just like it, that song happened and then boom, here I was. You know, and and I was so grateful because I did it while being, um, uh, you know, unsigned while being an independent artist. And it yes. felt great, man. It felt like this is a win. This is such a win. And I feel like that set the pace yeah. for everything that came after because I was just like, yeah, man, I'm really on the right track right now. And it felt good. Yeah, no, you definitely, definitely were on the right track. And it was a great breakout track, really, into this, I wouldn't say a rebrand, but like, again the evolution of Stephen voice and and yeah. gosh the song speaks for itself for real it's very very good thank you yeah i love i love I, I i every time i go to like well now bars are still kind of closed but like when i would go to like a place in montreal called bar george actually they just open up again i'm gonna go um right. when i go to bar george um every time i'd go there the dj would look at me and he'd be like and i'm like oh i know what you're gonna do and he'd play the song <laughs> every time it's so cool man like it's just like yeah it's just it's Honestly, that's that's surreal. Like I know, like now it's happened so many times, but like every time he does it, I'm so grateful because it's one thing to create, but to create and then have someone in your face love it so much mm-hmm. that they need to play it for like people to hear. Yeah, that feels good, man. That feels good. Oh man, I love that. That scene. feels, that feels just, so good. I had a uh, a really talented singer from Chicago, Josh Arce. I'm gonna send you his music because you would really yeah. like it too. Um, you know, we, I was talking to him about like him sort of going from like a singer and a songwriter who was like doing what he thought would work, right? Like rapping about stuff that really didn't speak to who he was. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. You guys have a lot of parallels, right? But he was like, dude, it's like, I started rapping and singing about like me and like who I am and stuff. And when he, he has a lot of music that's been remixed by a lot of Chicago DJs here. And he's like, it's crazy to see people like react to my voice, you know, like yeah. that's yeah. a wild thing. Like, I mean, as a DJ and a producer, like it's one thing, but like you're putting your voice out there, you're putting yourself yeah. out there and that must be a little nerve wracking. Honestly, you know what? Like, um, well, I'll, I'll speak from, a from, from, cause I've, I've been singing for so long. So like, yeah, I, 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 I feel now. like, I feel pretty confident with, with music, but like as a producer, um, when I, when I first started, I remember people going like, you can, you have to choose is either you're a singer or you're a producer <laughs> and like i would be like no i would i want to produce i want to learn to produce and i would make beats and they would be like okay and like i remember like you know i was always like the weakest of all the producers they're always just like oh here he comes with his like whack beats um so so for a for a long for a long time i had this like insecurity about about production and, and then so like now when i produce something i produce a song people go like yeah man i love the song and that beat i'm just like yeah and they're like it's so dope i'm just like yes yes it is you know like so it's just like it's such a it's, it's it feels so good and and then so like because like now like uh waves waves uh they make the plugins that i i, I use um yeah of course so waves and you know so now i i have a, a partnership with them um i have a partnership i have a not call it a partnership but like fl studio recognizes they, they make the, the 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 program i use to make my songs yeah like they all recognize me as a top tier producer and it's just like mind-blowing because I, I play back in my head people going like yeah when you're you're a producer and i'm now i'm like yeah i am <laughs> you know, like, it, it just feels good man like it's and it, it boils down to like if you believe in yourself like yeah you 
And the truth is, maybe back then I wasn't as good as, you know, I was not good. And it's true. Like you start off something, you might not be as good. But like the whole right. point is, if you're so passionate about something, you're going to get better. You're going to get better because you're going to work towards it. So like, yeah, if people tell you, man, if, if people give you feedback, like, oh, you know, it's good, but it's not good enough yet. Yeah. You know, maybe it, maybe it isn't good enough yet. But like, keep pushing because if you have that drive, you will get to the point where you're better than good enough. You're just yeah. exceptional. Yeah. And honestly, half the battle is putting yourself out there because most people mm-hmm. don't. And one thing I think about too, is the people that, and sometimes it's positive feedback, right? If it's a friend that's giving you that, yeah. but a lot of times if it's not, they're complaining because they're lower than you in, in this whole game, right? Like you yeah. ever hear people that are doing better than you or who might be more talented saying like, dude, what the hell is this? They're like encouraging yeah. you because they were you once. Yep. Yep. It's, and you're absolutely right. Most well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's it's every once in a while you get that one negative com- comment. And for me, I'm always blown away by the negative comments because especially on, on like YouTube where I put out a song and like <laughs> and then, who is that? And like, person, right? You know, like, I'll put out a song and I'll, I'll be so proud of like you know we we put out the music, we, we filmed the music video, we did this, we did that, we did all these things, we put it out there, and and the comment you get is like, "What's up with his hair?" I'm just like, "What is even the point of this?" <laughs> like, what is the point? Why did you, why, why, who upset you so much in life that you felt you needed to type that? Like, I'm always blown away by the sheer level of the pointless negative comments because I'm just like, okay, you don't like my hair, (laughs) but like, did you need to write it? Like, why did you feel like you needed to release that? And so to those people, I always say, I never respond to it, but I always wish them love and well because they, it's coming from a place of insecurity. And I always hope that they find love in themselves to get to a place where they no longer feel the need to project Mm -hmm. their frustrations with the world onto others yeah it it pretty much is that simple i i know haters are always out there though but it can be annoying i'm not gonna lie sometimes you're just like really (laughs) (laughs) you're like this is what your problem is all right for the record your hair is fucking awesome (laughs) thank you thank you man appreciate it i appreciate it (laughs) fuck that guy (laughs) Okay, next up. And before we talk about the track, I want to talk about your relationship with her. We mentioned her a little bit earlier, but your track Molly with Jess Abron. Um, yes. I mean, you guys put this track out. I think that was your first collaboration, right? Uh, as Steven Voice. Uh, we actually collaborated before that as well. I was <laughs> under the old branding, but like I always take that as the first collaboration just because like that's the first time like we really gelled. Like we always gel, but that's the first time we were just yeah. like this yeah this no is, this is dude i was gonna say like i feel like you evolved on this track like the songwriting the vocal range there's just there's soul real depth in the track but tell me how you met her because you guys have put out a lot of music together yeah me and jess we're, we're best friends um <laughs> i figured man i could just, yeah i feel it in the songs we're, we're besties so like whenever we work on on song it's not even a thing it's like it's, there's no it's not a process of like you know i'm gonna send her a song and hopefully she likes it like nah it's just it's like we play <laughs> we play around with each other we tell each other ah that takes suck like well we have so much fun like but it's we met because before i was i got into some music really um i was um, as, as a geek i had a, a gaming um youtube channel um where oh, we did yeah. game we did game reviews and stuff like that and um when we first started with just me and my friend and we review games. And the first game we re- reviewed, ironically, was Batman Asylum. Um, <laughs> that is a great game. That's a great game. Um, <laughs> it's a story for another day or later if you want to. Um, but, so we reviewed that. 
And but at first, like I said, it was just like we were just two guys wanted to review games because we're nerds. And but as time went on, like it just kept growing and growing and growing. And before we knew it, we needed to like we were having like different segments in the show. We had game previews, we had game reviews, we had game wow. news. It was just like exploding. And then we got like we got booked at Montreal Comic Con to talk about the you know like the difference between Microsoft, uh, the Xbox One, and the PlayStation Four. Um, oh, so like sick. it was just like it just kept growing. And I remember at some point we got to the game news. I we needed to hire um, uh, someone to to do the news. So I put out uh, an ad looking for someone to to, to review new, uh, to to read the, the news uh, for gaming. And Jess Abram was one of the people who applied. We met instantly, just clicked. She came over to the to our studio and which I say studio, but really was in my kitchen into the big ass green screen. <laughs> she came over they in hindsight. In hindsight, that's not a good look. Um, she came over to my kitchen with, with this big green screen. And um, yeah, and ever since then we just we became we became friends, but I didn't even know she did music, and I, I don't think she really knew I did music. And then one day she invited me to her show. And I was like, you sing? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right. So I, I went and I loved her voice. And then I told her like, hey, we should collaborate on something. She said, you sing? I'm like, yeah. And then she was like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I guess we will. But, we, but it never happened. And one day she dropped a song on SoundCloud called, um, I forget the name, but I loved it so much. And there was a part before she started singing where it was an empty space. So I downloaded the song and recorded to it. And I sent it to her and she was just like, what? I'm like, I know. And then that was it. And ever since then, we, were, we started working together. Wow, that's pretty funny circumstances. I mean, you literally put out an ad for something the completely opposite of music. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a gamer. <laughs> like, oh, you're a musician too? <laughs> Man, life is crazy like that though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's what I love about, that's what I keep, you know, I keep saying like the things you're passionate about, go full circle, like go, not full circle, but like go all the way. Yeah. Because like, even if that thing doesn't pan out, you never know what else it's leading to. Like, we went all the way with this gaming thing. And then eventually it got so big, but it got to the point where I was just like, I had to choose between the gaming show and music. Whoa. And I was just like, look, I have to let the gaming show go because I want to focus on music. So I, I killed off the gaming. It's called the Gamer Nerds. I, I killed that off and focused on music. But like me and Jess Abram, we came out of that. And like, look at us now. That's great. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess, man. Shout out to Jess. She's very talented, very, very talented. Love her voice. And, and and that song too, like she really showcased, like that song has a lot of depth too. I mean, yeah. how, how did Molly actually like that track come together? Like, did you, did you say to her, hey, I'm Steven Voice now. We're doing something a little bit different than when I was Voice. No, it was one of those things where um, she came over, <laughs> I think, to play, to play video games or something. And So she's uh, a but- true gamer then. Yeah, she's uh, she's like she's obsessed with, uh, with Diablo to the point like I don't understand. Um, but like, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't understand. Um, but like, uh, no, no. Uh, but it happened where her ex boyfriend at the time had composed this guitar riff. I think it was him. Yeah, he did it. Uh, he that so the guitar riff in the song, and and he was like really excited to for me to hear it. So like he brought his guitar. He came with her. He brought his guitar and he played it. And I was just like, this is a song. Like we need to turn this into a song. And so like. We just sat down and created a full song again. It happened in one day, and and that's how Molly was born. It, what the song Molly is literally about Molly. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's, it's there's no about context Molly. there. Yeah, there's <laughs> no, there's nothing hidden there. It's called Molly, guys. I'm like, <laughs> not trying to hide it. It's funny because like uh, like 
you know, because I, I, I stopped. Uh, I don't do. I don't drink anymore. I don't. I don't. You know, take any forms of drugs. But like, it's funny when I when I listen to songs about like moments, you know, like that are drug related. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, and no shame. It is what it is. I do what I do. Like, life is too short. You like look. The way I say it, it's all about like as long as you don't overdo anything. I don't care what you do. Like, yeah. you know, like there's nothing wrong with anything as long as you don't kill yourself in it. Get on it. You know, like so. So people that do whatever they want to do, do you nothing wrong with doing a little bit of experimentation and drugs. I don't care. But yeah. for me, I, I decided that like, I didn't want to do it anymore and I didn't want to drink anymore. And it, that was just a personal decision. Yeah. Hey, good for you. Yeah. yeah. You. Stay strong. Everything in moderation. That's, that's a, that's a mantra of mine too. That's the word I was looking for. I was just like everything in uh, <laughs> everything moderation. moderation. Yeah. That's it. That's the word. <laughs> that's the word. I tried so hard to like find a better word. I was like, it's not happening. No, I gave up. Hey, Thank that's you. what I'm here for. It's a team game. You've been helping you me find me. some words too. I appreciate it. It was, it was like a Halo match where like I'm being shot and you like came in from the back and you like put up, put up, and you took the guy just down. Just got save me. You just got. I'm saved, dude. Saved. Three brs right to the head. Bop, bop. Yeah. Well, is it? Isn't it four? Four br. Well, four brs to the body, one to the head. But I always, I always go four brs to the head. I don't have time to like go up. I'm just like, put up, put up, put up, put up. It's it, you go for glory. You try to go for glory every time. That's it, man. Perfect shots. That's it. And you're like in your face. <laughs> I love how much Halo and uh, Batman is coming up in this conversation. Oh, dude, man, Halo's life. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like Halo, Halo. I ever since Halo combat evolved. We're going back. So the people who are listening and watching the podcast, we're going back into gaming. In case you don't know, let's go back to an era. The first Xbox, shall we? Um, oh. I remember that man when I got the first Xbox. And before that, like I, I never really played shooters. Like I never did. I never, I never really got into Doom on PC and all that stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never did. And and then you know, Xbox came out, and I was just like, Microsoft's making a console. Okay, then I mm-hmm. so I bought it. And then I bought Halo and I played Halo and I'm just like, this is the best shooter game ever. Yeah, <laughs> so, this campaign is just so sick. So much fun. So good, man. I'm sweating. That's how excited I am right now talking about Halo. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm a big, I'm a big Halo fiend, man. Like I've been, I've played every single game except for the, like the Halo Spartan Assault or whatever the hell it's called. All the like RTSs or whatever they're called. Uh, it's, not, it's not my cup of tea. But uh, the the first bunch of shooters, all the mainstay games, man, I've been playing every single one ever since. Oh, me too. Beat I I my thing with uh, my friends is we play the campaign on legendary, and that's like yep. what you do over the course of a weekend. Yeah, great time. Yeah, I, I I got to the point where so at first it was play legendary with my friends. Yeah, and then they got to the point where play legendary solo to prove that you can do it. And that's and so I, difficult. Yeah, I mean, I always did it. I always got the achievement. I'm just like. I didn't do it for Halo Infinite, not because I, I didn't, I couldn't, but just because it's like, I'm older now and I have less time. So like, dude, I just have less time. That's so funny. When, when <laughs> back in the day, like when you'd be playing late with your friends on a Saturday night and shit, and you're like checking out the other team. Right. And you're like, oh, well, this guy, you know, he's got a lot of points, but he hasn't beat the campaign on legendary. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how actually good he is. <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, yeah. heroic. You played heroic with your heroic, yeah. You can you can play solo guy, lame. Yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. You I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Terrified of you. Oh man, I like so right now in Halo Infinite. For all the gamers that don't know, I play ranked, which means this it's a ranked is where 
all the really obsessed Halo gamers like myself play, and it's a very sweaty place to be because everyone is trying to be better than you. Yep. Um, so I got to uh, Onyx level like like last week, and I'm super proud of that. Whoa! I worked, my, I worked my ass off to get to Onyx, man. Yeah, man. All right, are you ready for this? Do it. Have you heard of Snipe Down before? Yeah. Eric Rona, he rode my bus in middle school, Stephen. And it's like a claim to fame of mine for big. Halo I, would, I would say so. Yeah, right? I would say so. He's that's fucking so snipe down. That's nuts, man. That's very nice nuts. guy. Very nice guy. Very fucking good at Halo. <laughs> Look, I'm really good at Halo, but then there's like snipe down level good at Halo, and those people <laughs> make me want to quit Halo. Yeah, like so, guys. Like, like every once in a while, like. Like this is like I, as as an Onyx player now, so I'll play against other Onyx people, and, and I'll just like you know I'll be dominating, or we'll have matches that are very even. But every once in a while, there's that yeah. one stupidly good guy that will mm-hmm. come in and make you like wish you never picked up Halo or a controller <laughs> in your life. You get so mad, you, just, you get so mad. My girlfriend is always like, "Yeah, I should record all the sounds you make when you play when you're playing Halo." I'm like, "Yeah, you probably should." <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> shout out to the massively impressive good uh halo players out there because they just god they make but they give you a goal to set like they do they, it's 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 a very insane goal it's intense it's intense man some of those some of the the, the trick shots they do you just like how, how the hell it's like how Dude, they turn they turn halo into call of duty where it's like i spawn and i'm dead and I'm like, what <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hell? I thought I was supposed to have a chance in Halo. Not at all. Yeah, man, you should you should hear me in Halo. Like when we're doing good, I'm very quiet. But when we're like, <laughs> when it's an even match, I'm like, yeah. guys, we need to triangulate, okay, guys? Why are we triangulating? We need to triangulate. <laughs> <laughs> we need to come crossfire. God damn it. Yeah, man, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. That's hilarious. I'm sweating. God damn good it. Halo so good. Engine there. I'm a little hot too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's pump the brakes. Back. Pump to the, the brakes. Let me drink some water. Cool down <laughs> yeah, a little drink bit. Drink some water. Slow down. <laughs> okay, I'm better. I'm better. I'm back. I'm back. Now. I'm back. Okay. So past two years of music, 2020 to 2021, some of your absolute best work, and that's why I'm so confident and and believe in you for the future because I feel like you're on a roll right now. Thank and you. And like the track "Love" in in Montreal City. Oh, I know you guys are going to love this one. It's called Love in Montreal City by Stephen Voice, featuring Jess Abron, Jay Peace, I'm Awake, Zamira, Amy Topolovic, and Gabby Cool. Come to me. You don't have to run from me. I promise to you all of me. Damn, you look so good. And I wrote this song for you. Let's make it work And there's nothing I will do to make it hurt mm. If you give your love to me, we'll make it last We'll make it last we'll make it last It's Saturday night And I'm feeling alright Now tell me, do you feel it? obviously i mean this is a ballad track i mean is everyone on this track from canada i assume yeah i got it i got all my all my uh montreal musicians from 
from uh well from Montreal by Montreal musicians from Montreal uh <laughs> to be to be on this so redundant Stephen uh to be on that track and it 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 is like Jesse Abrams obviously in it and um, yep. yeah I, I actually I the, there's a story behind that song initially I had a different plan for that song hmm. my plan for Love in Montreal City was to have a lot more artists in that song and not me sing it fully I wanted to be like every person sang one line in the song but you quickly learn when you're working with that many artists that it's not the most organized group of people. <laughs> it was so hard to get everyone to commit to time. I'm just like, okay, guys, the studio is booked, blah, 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 blah. This yeah. is the time you've known is, you know, weeks ahead. And then the day before they're like, oh, can we repush this? Uh, it was so bad to the point. Yeah, I, I almost, good. I almost, I almost like shut down the song completely. And that, then my friend, uh, her name is Sybil Haven. She's a marketer. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. Um, she, I was venting and then she called me and she was like, just do the song. Like, make it mostly you. What about, make that happen. And I was just like, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> so all, all the people that still were down to do the song, I asked them if they were down to change the direction and they all were. And so, yeah, all the people in that song, shout out to them, man, because like uh, they came through, man. Like they didn't have to and they did. So yeah, I love yeah. it, Joe City. It's a beautiful song. I love it so much. And hey, as, as someone who's humble about their sitting being fucking freezing and still <laughs> loving every minute of it, right? Like, yeah, man. I liked it a lot. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a feel-good song. I, I can't wait to be able to perform it at like one of the big festivals in Montreal when, to, when we finally can. I'm super stoked about that. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be awesome. Okay, next up, 20 Sex 20. Well, you know, we got to check it out before Stephen and I discuss it. This one's called 20 Sex 20 by Stephen Voice. Let me see you touch yourself. clear when i when i compare or even give a reference point i'm just hearing a little bit of it i'm hearing mostly steven fucking voice right yeah yeah, like yeah i love this track so much it's edgy the composition is sick like it is just dope like i listened to it three times in a row it was one of those tracks where i'm like okay i'm gonna listen back again i'm like okay i'm gonna listen back one more time because that shit is really <laughs> just good to, just to make sure i really like this damn thing yeah yeah honestly i i love that song um 26 well first of all i'm gonna start with this is there's this little nerd mode in there because i'm uh-huh. a big fan of dad puns and the title is a dad pun because it's called 26 20 
or or sex in 2020. It's actually called sex in 2020. Yeah. Um, but I wrote it 20 sex 20, so that the sex is in between the 20s. So it's sex in 2020. That's just me being clever oh! and a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. I just got it. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And also because it was the year 2020, uh, I just thought I was clever. Okay. I really I really did. The chorus came around. I was I wrote the song and I got to the chorus. And I was just like, dun, 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 dun. I was like, sex in 2020. And I laughed. I laughed for like a solid 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, this is gold. Um, so I snuck that in there. Um, but yeah, sex in 2020 is such a, a vibe of a song. I, I love it. And a lot of those songs that produce actually probably essentially 98% of all the songs that released since 2018 yeah. were I I I I I produced and and um were co-produced by uh martin d um he he co-produces and and also like this is my process when it comes to making music now like i produce a song and i mix it down and then i send it to him and i go like i love this song i want you to make it even better and then he like adds extra production and he and he adds like another level of mixing on top of it and it's always i love it because i always give him carte blanche i'm like do whatever feels right and yep. then when you send it, when you send it back to me, if we need to reel it in, I'll tell you. And sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's good. But like, let's just reel it in a little bit because like, yeah, because like, you know, but that's the beauty of creativity is like, you get to like work with each other and find mm-hmm. a balance that works. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, like, he's like, he's my go-to. Like I love him to death and every single song I'm so, I just sent him without even, there's no brain thought in that process. It's just like you make the songs that much better. And I'm always like blown away by what he does. So yeah. Yeah. Sex in 2020, awesome. man. That's great that you found somebody that, that you can work with consistently. And it sounds like over the years, you have found people you work with consistently and you stick to that because you guys yeah, have man. a great time together and it works. Yeah, man. You, it's, 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 I love that, man. Like, cause it's, especially for when it comes to mixing, um, cause I mm-hmm. always, I need to do my premix. And then sometimes like some people you'll work with and you do your premix and you'll be like, Oh, can you send me the, the vocals raw? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I don't want you to change what I did. I want you to add it to what I did. Yeah, and then sometimes like people will, will throw in like, you know, an obs- like I don't, I'm going to say this right now. Everyone that uses autotune, do you live your life? I don't care. Live your life. But like me personally, I don't use autotune like, because I like to force myself to hit, to get to the point where I hit the note. Okay. Like I want to hit the note. Cause I want to be able to like sing live and like, yeah. still i want people to go like that's him singing like i don't people to go like is that him singing i want them to be like yeah. that's him singing so like i i i and that's how i feel like I, I keep getting better as a singer because like i push myself to um to make sure i, I really hit it so like it really gets ingrained into me like the best way to get to the place i want to be mm-hmm. um but like sometimes I'll, I'll 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 record a song and i'll send to another mixer and then they'll just throw in like auto-tune but not even in a good way they will throw in that like unnecessarily just like why and i'm just like do you, what's the point you, wh- why am i singing if they can't hear me anymore and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like look i know people love it and like i love some songs with it but like for me personally don't throw auto-tune on my stuff don't don't yeah. don't do it don't do it i'll always say no i always will <laughs> and listen i think we all know people are successful singers and they're not good live and that's a huge aspect of being an artist i mean yeah i know you want to perform right yeah i want to i want to want to perform i want to like i want to be out of breath on stage because i decided to sing everything <laughs> like i want to be that guy i i would rather 
you hear me physically tired on the mic because I feel yeah. that's a part of the charm. Yeah. Then like to fake it. I can't, I cannot, I cannot for me personally, like I said, everyone should do them, live their lives. But yes. for me personally, I love it's that's a big part of it is knowing that like, yeah, like when I hear some some songs, I do some notes I hit and just like that oh, took 40 takes. But like in my head, I'm so proud that like yeah. I got there, you know, like 40 takes later, but I got there. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what is like the most like significant live performance you've seen that really inspired you to say something like that? Because that didn't come out of thin air. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe not one. Um, I don't want to say anything. Uh, I don't say names, but like there are some bigger artists that that you you see them live and it it, it like you hear them live. And you, you can't even. It doesn't sound like them yeah. or like it sounds like it's. It almost sounds like it's the first time they had to actually sing the song. Like, like you hear them, like it's, it'll be a scenario where they don't have access to auto-tune on stage. And it really feels like it's the yeah. first time they've had to sing their song. And, and I don't want to ever be in that position. I want to like, yeah, because like one of the most fun things about uh, doing live is every single performance. And I've noticed it that I'll do when I was doing a lot of shows, um, when I start the first, when I start a song, the first show, by the time I get to the last show, the way I'm singing the song has drastically changed yeah. to the point that I actually forget how the song originally went because then I'll go back and listen to the song and be like, oh, I didn't actually do a harmony there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've just been doing that. I've just been throwing some extra spice in there. Um, yeah, I like that's that. The, that's, that's the beauty. And I feel like if you, if you don't allow yourself to like really dive into that process, and then you can't get to a level where you're that comfortable having fun. And just changing things. Um, that's just again, it's it's for me. Yeah. Um, I like that perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you saw what you didn't like to know which direction you want to go in, then, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you and it's it's like um you I I always want to get to the I, I always want to be so comfortable in what I'm doing that I'm not afraid to steer off in a different direction because I know that I can catch myself anyway. Like it's the same thing as 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 acting. Like whenever I I, I act in, in movies or TV shows, like I love to learn the lines to the point that like they're like ingrained into my brain. Mm -hmm. That if I wanted to randomly change an accent on one line, or if I wanted to like do one line while doing jumping jacks, I wouldn't even flinch because like <laughs> it's a part of me, you know. And and because like you know when you when you're when you're I don't want to go to this tangent, but when you're acting. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the director would be like, oh, you know, I, I want you to do that, you know, this line, but we're going to change the, the, the movement. We're going to have you do this line while doing push-ups. But like, you don't want to be in a position <laughs> where like the lines are barely hanging in there. <laughs> and then you're like, and you want push-ups, you know? So yeah, that's, oh I'm with that. I like being unnecessarily prepared. I like that. Yeah. No, I think you absolutely have to be too. Unnecessarily yeah. prepared. I'm gonna Unnecessarily. To the point where just like, yeah, it's Okay. <laughs> It's to the point that I there there are shows I've done where the lines are still in there are still like just like you know it's like in there it's just yeah. forever in my head this character is in my head and I'm that character. I I always wonder that like there's so many things to remember like and that's why I love um, like musical theater it's like one of my favorite forms of performance art because it's everything in one yeah, with yeah. room for zero mistakes yeah right like you're you're singing you sometimes on your own you're dancing you're acting you're remembering lines like you're communicating with the crowd like it's 
it's the best. And I always think about like different types of performance arts. Like when you pull a piece of that, like stand-up comedy, I like too, right? I love like acoustic sets. I like, you know, somebody who sings over the top of like an instrumental with a DJ. So it's like, I don't know, you do have to be unnecessarily prepared in every single way. Every single way. I always account for, because I I mean, like the more you do something, the less you get, you know, nerves. But like, I always get slightly, like I'm fine. I'm fine all the way until like the goal, like, and next is Steven voice for like (laughs) one split second. I'm just like, you can die. I know the feeling. Yeah. Dead. (laughs) And then like you go on stage and I'm nervous right up until like I say the first line or like record or or sing the first word. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I'm doing, I'm like, but like, it's just, and it's the same thing with like acting, like right before, like the first time they go like, all right. And action, like the first call, I'm just like, (gasps) and then I say the word, I'm just like, ah, I got this. So I always account for nerves that I need to be unnecessarily prepared so that nerves cannot get the best of me. It will not get the best of me. Not today, nerves. Not today, nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Steven, a question I always love asking. What is your favorite track, regardless of success, streams, or whatever people consider to you? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I feel like it's evolved over time. I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you okay. two. Um, uh, before before Steven Voice, I, as Voice, my uh, my favorite song is uh, it's a song called You Took Care of Me. It was off of the last album um, of, of Voice. Let's check out Steven Voice's favorite track. This one's called You Took Care of Me. There's a place, there's a place that I'll find you. In my heart, in my heart, you know it's true You sheltered me when I was blue So I will always love you You took care of me You took care of me because it's a song it's the first and only song i wrote about how much i love my siblings like i had done so many songs about my mom and you know my dad and and other things in my life and i never did a song about my siblings and i remember why i love it so much there's a story behind the song um jess and i got uh a few years ago we did a we got booked to do a, a show with an orchestra like an, an actual orchestra behind us Whoa. and i remember like we went for a to a rehearsal 
the orchestra was already there and they were playing like they were doing all the things in the background and I'm just like this is overwhelming and <laughs> and so I was just like oh I can't believe like it, it was it was surreal because here is like here are people who literally go to university to study like music technically and they're like we trust you to be the front row of this show I'm mean, just like <laughs> all right yeah. um, so we got the rehearsal and I was super nervous because it was overwhelming and then as they were doing their thing I saw a piano in front I was like I'm gonna calm myself down I would so I went to the piano and I just started playing keys yeah and like instantly like this this chord progression just came out of me yeah. and I and it was so for some reason I was just enthralled into that moment and that chord progression stuck with me and when I got home I wrote the song based on that chord progression called you took care of me and it's Wow. And it was like, it was almost like it needed to happen. Like in the moment, it calmed me done, done, done calmed me down mm-hmm. and, and, and brought me back to like a space where I accepted like, hey, Stephen, you're at a point in your life and your career where like these people think that you're worth it. So accept that and be, and be happy with that. And at the same time, it pulled me into a place where a brand new song was born. Um, and then so I got home I record, and I recorded You Took Care of Me. And it's just like, it's, become, it's been my favorite song of that, of that project ever since because it was, it's such a powerful song, simplistic, but one that like really resonates how I feel about my siblings and how they're a, such an important part of my childhood and of my life. Um, wow. That's so that's beautiful. why. Thank you. Thank you. That's why that's my favorite one. Um, now, as Stephen Voice my favorite song is actually Promised Land. It's Promised Land. And I was going to bring this one up when I was bringing up 20 Sex 20 because it's got, it's got an energy to it that I'm like, oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love Promised Land. And see, I love Promised Land because the song itself is a rebellion. And because it's going like, I deserve to be where I'm at. I'm, I deserve to be at Promised Land. But when I first recorded that song, um, I had pitched it uh, just to, to have that song come out earlier, like a lot earlier, back when I was under another, let's call it like a management, not management, but like a, another uh, people that were overseeing my career. Yeah. Um, and I pitched that song and, and they were like, nah, this is not going to work. People are not going to like the song. And I was just like, no, I think they're going to like it. And they're like, nah, nah, they're not going to like that song. And I was just like, okay. And I, for a second, <laughs> I like, it's like, I, 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 it's almost like, they made me believe it wasn't good enough. Mm. And so I started second guessing myself, like, do I not know what's good? You know? And then, so when I released it in 2020, I was just like, I'm, I was like, I was like, there's something about the song. I love it so much. I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to release this anyway. And it was one of the most well-received songs. Like, and it just, it was wow. such a validation for me to like, not only does this song itself talk about what I went through about the song, um, it also justified itself. So Promised Land is one of my favorites and, and it's, not, it's my favorite from Steven Voice and, and um, I love performing it. I love it because like, I just lose myself in it. I just jump around. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love asking that question so much because I always just get the most genuine response and yeah. both yeah. those songs obviously have made impacts on other people, but most importantly made a big, big impact on yourself. Absolutely. That's a good question. I've never actually had that question. So thank you hey. for popping my uh, song, Cherry. That sounded horrible. Ah, whatever. I said hey. it. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 oh. Hey, what man, listen. Say? 
think this is gonna be episode 196 so you know I, I've, I've figured out a few good questions along the way and that's one nice. that always seems to resonate with the guests. nice i love it man i love it <laughs> um okay so something else i want to talk about you're a multi multifaceted obviously singer songwriter producer tech geek philanthropist and recently an actor and filmmaker i love the content you put on your instagram by the way it's thank so you fun. thank you um and it's just like it's 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 easy to enjoy and and that type of stuff is is one of the reasons i still stick around on social media and try and contribute back is just like to have fun with it because that's yeah. the whole point of it but um what are some other projects that you're working on right now or what are you excited about that you can tell us about yeah absolutely um well right now or well, I'll, talk, I'll tell you about the things that made me sad. Okay, <laughs> things, perfect. <laughs> things, things that made me sad about the pandemic. There were there were a few projects, like there was, there was a TV show and two movies um, I was supposed to film in 2020 that got scrapped and uh, because of the pandemic, and they're, they're all like on hold. And I, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, one of them was a sci-fi show where I play a space pirate. Like, like Bro, a space... I know, I know. <laughs> we we filmed episode one. Actually, there's two shows. We filmed episode one, um, and it was so much fun. Like my character is honestly it's probably the dopest character of all time. Um, <laughs> to the to the point that I loved his style so much that when I left, I went up to go buy because he wears his long coat. I went to go buy an identical coat. I went thrift shopping to go find an identical coat so I could feel this character in my soul. That's awesome. So I. I was so excited about it. It was like, it was about like aliens and like living in two, like two parallel worlds. And oh, man. Um, so that got, <laughs> that, that got put on hold. Um, and, it, and another one is a show where I play a, a struggling actor and, and a musician that is also very sexually open and um, is not, and, and uh, what's it called? When you just like, you just do everything and everyone. But He's he's all the things. Let's just call it that. And okay. like such an enigmatic like character. It's so much, so much fun to play. And like he's so like, I'm not saying I'm because I'm 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 someone that's like sexually open, but like yeah, but like this character is just like <laughs> it's to the, the point where I, moves. Yeah, it's the point like I got to I got to play this character in a way where I could make my 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 um my fellow my, my 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 the fellow cast uncomfortable on, on in scenes because he gets to like be an uncomfortable character to be around wow so it's so much fun to play this character and that's another one i got put on a hold and then there were two others one one was a, a in terms of films one of them was a, a comedy horror that's uh, that we're still waiting to see if that's going to get greenlit again and then another one was about like where i play a villain like a really dope villain so they're really some awesome things that are on hold right now and we'll see if they're going to come back but but honestly for me just being able to get to a point in my life as in to even be cast in these things yeah blows my mind actually i'm going to tell you a, a really cool story yeah uh, i don't know why i'm going to do it um cool. i got so like uh in 20, 2019 i got uh I, my agent sent me um an audition that i was i was asked to audition for this, this role and I didn't, I just read, because uh, I'm the kind of person where like, I don't like getting too much into who is making the show because I want to just go in there and do my thing and not really stress about like, who is the person making it? Um, so it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a movie and my character had this really cool, it was a really cool character. He plays the best friend of the main character. And I was just like, okay, cool. So I learned my lines and all that fun stuff. And I was just yeah. like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then like 
a few days before the audition, I was like, you know, let, let me let me see who's making this movie. And it was Fatherhood, uh, the one with Kevin Hart on Netflix. Yeah. So like, yeah. So it was that movie. I was auditioning to play his 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 best friend in the movie, and I was just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> holy how, shit! How how did this happen? And Instantly, I got really super nervous. So I was like, what are you talking about? This is, I'm, I'm auditioning for this character. And, and, then, and then a friend of mine told me, they were like, look, Steven, even if you don't get this role, the fact that you were selected to audition means that you're at a point in your career where yeah. you're being considered for these kind of roles. Yeah. And that, was, that, that changed everything. I was like, you're so right. Um, but that was, that was such a moment. I didn't get the role obviously because i'm not in the movie um but yeah i had fun auditioning for that character man and and yeah that's that's the moment where i realized that like i was doing something that like and i was on the right path and i was definitely doing it well um and that meant a lot so yeah shout out to kevin hart but he didn't he didn't i'm sure he's not the one that shows me to audition but shout out to him and the producers for thinking of me as uh, someone that could potentially play that role hey kevin hart's another big fan of sherman the booth too so i know he's gonna make it to this point and go you know what steven voice i think i got an idea for you hey hey <laughs> it's gonna be like i'm sorry we didn't choose you <laughs> <laughs> that's so but, cool man i'm like i'm a i'm a huge fan of the the film and and television industry and uh it's it's cannibalistic it's barbaric like in a lot of ways but i mean there are some truly talented and passionate people there it's you know it's it's a parallel to the music industry in a lot of ways and i can see that crossover working for you too yeah yeah it's honestly it's it's been i mean i i the way i got into to to acting wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like music where it was like it's something that is inside my soul like acting was more of like when Vine was around, I got bored and started filming these little skits with me talking to myself and stuff like that. And <laughs> and and I would just do them because they, I thought they were funny and I love dad jokes. So like, why not? So I would yeah. I would make those and people would, over time, they were telling me like, you know, like you have a natural knack for this. You should try to take it seriously. I was just like, nah, I don't think yeah. so. But as time went on, the more I did it, the more I was just having so much fun with it. And, and a friend of mine told me like, hey, have you considered getting an agent? And I said, I don't know anything about, <laughs> I don't know how to even get into <laughs> like acting. I don't know what's the process. And he was just like, well, you know, you've, you have, you've accumulated like a lot of all these little, little skits. You've done a, you know, a few bigger things, put it together as a demo reel and shoot it out to a few agents. And he sent me like a list of agents in Montreal. And I was like, all right, well, you know, what else do I have to lose? So I spent like all of an hour putting all the, the demo reels together and I sent it out. And the morning I got a few hits. And I went to go meet one of them. Uh, they're called Glenn Talents in Montreal. And I just resonated with them so much that they became my agent. And I was like, I couldn't believe, like, how did I have this happen? Like, and it's just, again, it's one of those things that it happened because I was just doing something I'm passionate about. And it always comes back to that. If you're passionate about something, do it because you never know how far it can take you. You never know. Wow. Good for you, man. Thanks, bro. Gosh, you know what? You are a genuinely happy guy. And and <laughs> just like, that's a Monday, man. You know, I hope people know that right now. It's a fucking Monday. It's Monday. This. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Well, honestly, I'm also feeding off your energy, man. Like you're like right up, right off the bat, you know, before we start uh, filming the podcast, just to, just chatting with you, like you instantly know, like this is going to be a good time. Like, so. Hey, I appreciate that. There it is. I mean, listen, I, I said it to you and I've said it to almost every other guest, like, this to me is so fulfilling is just connecting with people who are passionate about what they do and just talking about that. And that's it. I feel so lucky to have found that true passion and 
I mean, I just said, yeah, I'm 196 episodes in, man. I've been doing this for over five years now. And that's amazing, man. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I I have no plans on stopping. And it's just like, it continues to grow. And it's just, it's exciting for me. And I mean, I don't even know where the road might take me. But like you said, I just want to keep doing it because who knows where I'll go. But you never know, man. You have like a talk show before you know it on TV. I'm going to be like, I knew it. Hey, there it is. You know? There I am. Yes. There You're it is. The musical guest. And I'll sit down. I'm like, yeah, so let's talk about like my new album. <laughs> <laughs> no, you and I are going to play Halo online. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> are you guys going to film? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm sick. What? I'm about to get an overkill. Hold on one second. Relax. Okay. All right. Relax. <laughs> Oh man, you are hilarious. What uh, what can you tell us music wise that's coming out in the, on the horizon? Yeah, so so Jess Abernachy and, and I are gonna release another song together uh, called Clean, uh, and Clean comes out actually on Valentine's Day. So actually, um, I'm I'm when I'm not sure where you're gonna post this, but like it'll be out. It'll be out. So yes, yeah, so it'll be out. It'll be out by then. And uh, but it's, I start promoting the marketing for it tomorrow um so you start seeing some stuff on my instagram and stuff like that about it but like i'm gonna be all cryptic about it because why not um why not uh oh why not and um <laughs> so yeah clean's coming out um i have actually promised land is getting got a got remixed by a dj called jacko uh she's based out of vegas she's super dope um i reached out to her like two months ago actually right before christmas and i said i want to re-release promised land but i want to remix are you down? And she Dude. said, yes. Very said, remixable yes. track. Fuck yeah, yes. man. Yeah, man. And so I sent her the vocals and like the, the files and she did like her own interpretation of the song, which is really dope. So that's going to come out actually on, I'm going to tell you everything. It comes out on March 4th. March 4th. Um, the Promised Land Jacko remix comes out then. And then I have some others, like I did a few other collaborations coming out soon. Um, and then my next, my own next single um, that I want to release is a song called Funk Me Up Your Love. <laughs> Um, let's go and, and that one's gonna be a fun funk record um and i don't know when it's gonna come out but probably I, I my my plan is towards end of march but i want to film the music video and all that stuff before that so but yeah it's gonna be a, a, a fun easy to listen to good time song uh, about getting funked up with someone's love <laughs> hey man i'll get funked up any day all day <laughs> I, you know what you know why i call it fuck me up <laughs> fuck me up with your love yeah because if it gets if it gets on the radio they're gonna have such a hard time navigating it so it doesn't sound like fuck me up with your love you couldn't even say it right there (laughs) and i'm just like i'm just like yes could you imagine they're all like all right next up (laughs) smart smart man right there good times good times good times with your love man once again shout out to jess and uh exciting stuff for you brother i really mean every word i say you're so talented thank you thank you so bright for you um it is just it's a pleasure connecting with someone like you who has honestly like you've had quite a journey and i know you stay humble about that and um you know thank you you sharing and opening up about your story today and man I can't wait to take you on a Batman tour of Chicago. That's all. I'm oh my say. gosh. I can't wait. We'll have to, we'll have to have the whole thing filmed. We'll have to have the whole thing filmed. Like, yeah, for sure. Keep the cameras rolling, baby. Yeah, man. They need to know. Cause I will, I'm going to show dressed up as Batman. I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care if I can't wear the, the, the shawl, shawl, what the hell it's called because of my hair. I'll do it. I'll find a way. <laughs> this will be poking out. You're going to be like, 
Steven, I know it's you. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll enjoy it either way, my man. <laughs> awesome. Steven, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate thanks, it. Man. And uh, for everybody that listened all the way through, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview as much as we did. Yeah, man. All right, brother. You have a good night. Thank you. I really do appreciate you, it. You too. Hold on. I'm going to take a screenshot of this because this is good times. Hold on. How to do this? How to do this? I'm going to do this like this. Yeah. Are you ready? Ready. Right, let's do it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Have a good night, brother. Thank you. We'll be in touch soon, okay?